Well, hello, welcome, good evening, good morning, whenever you're listening. <laughs> welcome to another episode of My Spooky Gay Family. I am your resident spooky drag queen, Pissy Miles. And I'm your resident spooky drag queen, spooky sister, Sam Baxter. And <laughs> that was so... <laughs> and I am your resident... <laughs> I just do it as fast as I can. It's <laughs> You're like one of those like commercial speed talkers. You're like this. This episode may contain diarrhea and, and headaches and and loss of friends. Word vomit, definitely. Word Probably vomit, definitely diarrhea. word vomit. And speaking of, this, this is, is my, my spooky, spooky gay, gay family. It's a new episode. It's a new day. Welcome back. How are you, Sam Baxter? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm wonderful. I don't know why I have like a burst of energy right now. Before, I literally just wanted to like lay on the floor and die. And now I'm like, yes, let's do it. I'm terrific. See, I feel like I'm the opposite. Like I was all ready to go earlier. And now I'm sitting here going like, where the fuck is my Red Bull? <laughs> Maybe we have like this weird symbiotic relationship where we suck the energy out of each other. Like, for one of us to be uh, at full energy, the other one has to, like, sacrifice of themselves. Neither can live while the other <laughs> We're like Good Harry way. Potter and Voldemort. Which one? Oh, Does that my make, goodness. Well, I'm older, so I guess that makes me Voldemort. You have to be because I you're guess. older. I also don't have a nose. You have a nose. <laughs> you have a nice nose. No, thank you. You don't think you have, do you not like your nose? I've never really given it a lot of thought, to be perfectly honest with you. I'm not one of those people who, like, looks in the mirror and goes, oh, I hate this about myself, and I hate that about myself. I probably should. <laughs> but I don't no, do that. I think it's great. <laughs> I think, I wish I spent less time thinking about what I look like in a mirror. Well, I also don't spend, like, an hour a day putting makeup on, so, like. Neither do I. How long does it I, take you? Five, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Just when you're going for that, like, nice natural look. There's no natural look when it comes to Pissy Miles. The natural look for Pissy Miles is like, you know that meme that was going around? (laughs) You know that meme that was going around for a while? The like video of the dogs where it's like the morning person versus the not morning person and the dog gets up and it just looks like a frazzled fucking mess. That is natural Pissy Miles. (laughs) Like sweatpants covered in makeup. Uh, hair pointing in every direction, no eyebrows, angry, covered, like raccoon eyeliner running down my face from the night before. I don't, I don't function well off stage. <laughs> it's all an elaborate act. Off stage, I'm basically an amorphous blob. What are you like off stage, Sam? I'm never on stage, so it's... When was the last time you were on stage? <laughs> you Senior year of high school, probably. Really? Yeah. You haven't been on stage in quite a while. No, I don't do public speaking. Why? I don't like it. <laughs> you don't like it? 
I don't. I get really nervous and I can't. Like, it's literally what we're doing right now. Yeah, except there's no public, which is sort of the. <laughs> well, there is a public. They're just they're just not. <laughs> yes, but I don't see them and the I can moment. pretend that they're not there and it's it's fine. I guess that's fine. I like talking at people. I know you do. I enjoy I enjoy the idea of people listening to to the things I have to say, even when I think especially when I have nothing to say. <laughs> I think it's, it's very important because 2019 was pretty influential. You know, I I went and I I got to talk to a lot of major news networks about about political things and you know Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris and Cory Booker, and I was on NPR and MSNBC and and Pix11. I like I talked to a I talked on a lot of like major. Um, platforms and then on top of it I did a TED talk and and all this stuff and still to this day I my favorite thing is that every night I get to go on stage and like talk about farts (laughs) (laughs) well I mean what's better than talking about farts I I mean again not something I spent like a whole lot of time discussing But you're married. Married people talk a lot about farts. For those of you listening who are not married, I talk about farts almost exclusively. Um, I have to admit that, like, Sarah and I do have um, more conversations about sort of bathroom things than I think I ever expected when we started dating. I don't think anyone Um, ever expects how much married people talk about, like, like farts and poop. Yeah. (laughs) And and poopy farts. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're like, like what I have think, we come to i really don't know like i'm looking at the outline for this episode and going how the fuck did i end up in this weird episode of black mirror that's happening where it's like let's just have let's just talk about all the things you don't want to say to like 300 people like you know what i hope there are 300 people out there going yes poopy farts that's exactly what i needed to talk about today but and to be fair i'm actually very upset because Last night, I went out to eat with my friend Jasmine, Jasmine Rice LaBeja from New York City, from the Royal House of LaBeja, as she would put it. Um, I call her Shen Yun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why? You know, do you know, do you see those signs for, oh, those, yeah, for no, Shen yeah, Yun? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, the, the... <laughs> the like Asian dance company. Yeah, that's fine. That's also you said it and like it, d- it didn't click in my head. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> she's Why? in my. Because. <laughs> I don't want to give too much of uh, of her personal information away, but uh, there is a very funny reason that I call her Shen Yun related to uh, her her name outside of of ah, drag. Yes. Um, and so I have her in my phone as Shen Yun, and when she calls me, it just says Shen Yun is calling, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> them and their billboards. Oh, God. <laughs> what was I? Oh, so last night I was out eating with Jasmine, and I got. Um, we were at a, at the Times Square Diner in New York City, mm-hmm. and we I got <laughs> mac and cheese like a giant bowl of mac and cheese with bacon and a vanilla milkshake. And all day today, I've just wanted to die. Like <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm lactose intolerant, <laughs> and or if I you just weren't, you are now. <laughs> I commit <laughs> lactose suicide last night. <laughs> like I might as well have loaded a gun. It was awful. <laughs> Okay, so like this is this is a really weird thing, but like I am mildly allergic to coconut. Is there it are, mild? I yeah, always thought it no, was a pretty I've never severe like, allergy. I've never like gone into like anaphylaxis or anything, but it will. It, it's going to make me feel not good for. Didn't for, it for, like for, swell your eyes closed once? No, that was that was different. 
Oh. That was that was amoxicillin. Amoxicillin. Yeah. Are you allergic to amoxicillin? I am. My goodness, you're allergic to so many things. That's two things. That's two more than I am. <laughs> I'm I'm mildly allergic to pets and possibly dairy. <laughs> you know, but there are these there are these one cookie that that you can buy at Trader Joe's that like I will routinely say screw it, I'm going to eat it anyway. <laughs> And just have the fiery poops. <laughs> like I can, I can eat one of these, and like it's not going to hurt me. I'm just going to be really miserable for like an hour. What does it do? But, but the like, five minutes that I'm eating, it's going to be fine. Does it just make you like itchy? No, it's um pretty intense gastrointestinal distress. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I like that you described it as distress. Like it's literally waving a white flag. Like somebody, please, anyone. Yeah, no, it's one of those things where it's like my tongue is going like, yes, this is the best thing ever because this tastes amazing. And then like it gets to my stomach and it's like, why would you do this? Like, why don't you just like, like next time just eat like a box of staples like, and we would handle that better. Just swallow like, razor blades. Like, <laughs> I thought about doing those that. those cookies are good. And if you're wondering, it's the chocolate chip dunkers. Like those are. Chocolate chip good. dunkers? Yes, they are. They are cookies that are specifically elongated so you can dunk them in milk. Because you know how, like, when you have a round cookie, like, you have to have, like, the right size glass. And then right, it's, like, yeah. it's, it's all this kind of nonsense. So it's long. It's It looks kind of like, like a biscotti, except it's flat. But like it's, a dong? If you must. <laughs> also, if yours is flat, it's you should probably cookie. get that checked out. Well, some people have problems. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's a chocolate chip cookie with, like, chocolate coating underneath. And since, for some fucking reason, the world at large has decided that coconut is good for everything and should be in everything there are, there, there's there's coconut in these cookies and like in the cookie or on the cookie um th- it's coconut oil used in the chocolate oh. that's on it um, i was imagining it like a samoa no it's not quite that like covered in coconut no, flakes and you're just like fuck thing. it ah! i'll also be perfectly honest like i don't generally care for the taste of coconut i don't really either <laughs> maybe because honest. i have bad connotations of what comes after <laughs> but like it's one of those things where it's like i don't i wouldn't eat something if it just like had coconut on it because that would be stupid and i don't yeah. know what would happen yeah but like yeah no there's there are a number of things out there like any kind of chocolate that has been like <laughs> melted and applied to anything for some reason we like to use coconut oil as an emulsifier That's like, so strange. i had to change my fucking toothpaste Really? Because when this stupid fucking coconut oil fad started, like the toothpaste I was using added it because it's like, you know, it's it's, it's healthy. It's good for you. It's like, it's fucking not. Like, it's, it's really me. not good. For, like, <laughs> it's turning me into a hydrogen like, bomb. There's a, there's a bakery that's not too far from here that the other day we went in. I was really craving bread. Like, all I wanted was like a really good. Like a baguette? Like, like, like a baguette. Mm. And like, 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 I just wanted to like, really like, <laughs> and like, we went in and there was this thing on the shelf and it was, it was like cream bread, milk bread, like it, and it looked beautiful. It was like that beautiful, like soft brown, like it was just like, it was whatever mm. your like perfect image of bread is. That's what this was. And they had the fucking like placard in front of it that said what was in it is like contains coconut. I'm like, why? <laughs> like, like why? why would there be coconut in this is in bread? bread. Like, it's, not, it's coconut bread, Sam. Haven't like, you ever had it? Like what? The, what in the ever loving fuck? Like why would there be coconut in this? Like the number of things that I have eaten and then afterward been like, oh my god, I do not feel good. Why do I not feel good? And then I look and it's like coconut oil is like the third ingredient. It's like this is a gummy bear. Why? Like like what is like? And it is not a coconut flavored gummy bear. Like it's not like. <laughs> 
Like, it's not like I'm eating fucking, like, coconut clusters and going, I don't know why I don't feel good. Like, like it is, like, some of the most innocuous bullshit, like, I got from gummy bears, um, certain ice creams. Like, I had been eating Ben & Jerry's ice cream my entire life, never had a problem, then all of a sudden, coconut oil is healthy for you, and I can't eat fucking Ben & Jerry's anymore. Really? Is there coconut oil in every Ben & Jerry's? Almost every Ben & Jerry's that has chocolate in it, oh, there is coconut fuck. in it, because they use coconut oil as a fucking emulsifier in the goddamn chocolate. You know what I will say, though? My favorite flavor of Ben & Jerry's is the salted caramel core one, mm-hmm. and I don't think that one has any chocolate in it. You could probably have that one. I mean, it's one of those things that there are certain ones that I can eat. Um, like, I think I can eat the... Uh, I think I can eat Cherry Garcia. I'm not sure. I would have to check again. I've never had Cherry like, Garcia. It's, it's one of those things that, like, it's not that Ben, ben & Jerry's is, like, my favorite ice cream ever anyway. <laughs> like, and I have found other alternatives. It's not that big It deal. is one of my favorites. It just, it drives me crazy whenever we're, like, out somewhere or, like, something like that. And it's like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself and get something, like, that I wouldn't normally get. Hmm. And then I look and I go, oh, I can't eat it. Never mind. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, never mind. And it always happens once I've gotten it home and I'm, like, about to eat it. And I'm, like... I should probably check. I forgot to check. I should check now. And it's it's like and it's things that you would never expect there to be fucking coconut in. I and know. then it's like, well, fuck me. I can't eat this. I, I I'm not a big coconut person myself. I I don't mind it. And like in in like a tropical like cocktail, I like mm-hmm. I like a pina colada. But like I don't. I would not go for the taste of coconut just like off the bat. And I especially don't like coconut water. I think it's fucking nasty. I, I just I don't. I don't understand it. Like I, don't, <laughs> like, like I don't understand the obsession, and it's it's like it's like put it in your hair, put it in your food, put it in your butt. Like it's, it's like, no. like not everything is like coconut <laughs> anal bleach. Like I, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> it's got to be out. Like, there. Like if I go on the internet right the fuck now and look this up, I will find some kind of like butthole bleaching system, and the first <laughs> fucking thing on there bleach. is going to be coconut oil. It's called Cocoa Butt. Probably. <gasps> oh. I'm going to find it now. That, that is trademarked tea circle shit. Uh, you can't have it. <laughs> no Cocoa Butts. <laughs> and that's a great segue into our topic. For today. <laughs> oh, right. We were doing an episode. Oh, right. This is an episode of my spooky gay family. Yeah. We're not just talking about coconut buttholes. Um <laughs> Today we are talking about something that has absolutely nothing to do with this. We are uh, we're segueing back into some horror shit because we took some a little bit of uh, time during the, the holidays were a very like not so spooky time. Like we did Krampus and we did yeah. um, we did some other spooky things, but today we're going to like get back into like a genre. We're going to talk about some shit we really like, uh, and we're going to be talking about. Hauntings, ooh. <laughs> Haunting movies specifically, we're not talking about real stuff. Oh yeah, we're not talking about, well, I guess some of them are probably based on true stories. Yeah, no, I'm sure we'll we'll have a couple in there that, that are based on real things, but. Yeah, but in general, we were talking about movies that are, are fictional hauntings, hauntings, fictional hauntings that are loosely based on, on reality. Uh, and that is probably one of the my. The laws of physics. The laws of physics? Loosely based on the laws of physics. Is that an in-joke that I'm missing? No, it's just that haunting movies have a tendency to ignore the laws of physics. Oh, well, clearly, they have to. Because they're like, oh, this pipe is squeaking, but it's probably a ghost. (laughs) Uh, We are going to be talking about hauntings today. And I, I will say that, like... 
apart from slashers, is probably my favorite subgenre of horror. Sorry, no? I'm thinking. No. <laughs> I was like, wow, she, sorry, we, we lost had, her. Like, <laughs> she stroked out. <laughs> the Red Bull hit my system and it was just like, Wah! So okay, um. <laughs> all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the little man in your brain started dancing. <laughs> why is it? Why is it got to be a man? Oh, goodness. The little woman, the non-binary person in your brain. Her name is Cheryl and she says, fuck you. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Cheryl O'Terrell. <laughs> I miss Sherry O'Terry. <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like I don't think about it that much, but now that you said it, yeah, no, I, I do kind of. Miss I, it's like, wow, whatever happened to her? I don't know. Hauntings. So yeah. hauntings are probably one of my favorite <laughs> uh, subgenres of spooky movies. Do you, are you a hauntings too. person? No, I I really enjoy them. I think um, specifically because I, I find them relatable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> having lived it yeah it's um i mean <coughs> i think that they're the ones who that usually scare me the most out, really out of out of all the subgenres like the a haunting movie is what i turn on when i want to be like creeped out i will agree with that because slashers are scary in a very visceral way but haunting movies really appeal to that like oh shit what's out there in the dark feeling yeah, like, that everybody has little kid if i keep my feet under the covers i'm safe feeling. yeah, yeah. No. and <laughs> i have a theory that everyone literally everyone has this feeling and there are just some people who pretend not to have it as adults and it's like it's okay to admit that you are afraid of things don't yeah. you do you ever feel that way when you're like talking to someone and they're like oh i'm not scared by ghost things and it's like yes you are you are scared of ghost things. You have gone home and been laying in bed alone and there's like a spooky wind outside and you're just like, well, I'm not going to leave my hand <clears throat> hanging over the bed. I'm going to pull it back just a couple of inches. Yeah. Or like you leave your hall light on or like, you know, th th everyone has some little thing that scares the crap out of them. I mean, they must. I, about like, the dark. Yeah. Specifically about the dark. But like, I don't. I don't know. I, f I feel like I hear from a lot of people. It's like, well, ghosts aren't real, so it's not scary. It's like, they don't have to be real to be scary, first of all. Like, again, yeah. the stated platform of this podcast is yes, they are. But, like, <laughs> it's, like it's like, yes, they fucking are. Dead people are people, too. Dead people but, are um, people, too. Like, <laughs> I just don't understand where it's It's like you've never had that feeling, like, ever in your life where, it, like, like let's, let's just pretend for a second it's all, like, electromagnetic waves or some stupid shit. It's mm -hmm. not ghosts. Like, let's just pretend, like, there's something wrong with your heater. Mm -hmm. Like, you've never had that feeling where you're just standing in a room and you were completely alone and you were just absolutely sure that something was looking at you. Yeah. Like, you've never had that feeling ever in your life. And it's like, yeah, but it's not a ghost. It's something else. It's like, well, what else could there be? Because the, the options are terrifying if the answer is not ghost. <laughs> like, like, I'm not sure why you would prefer it be a prowler. I know. Like, like I'm not sure why that's I don't know why, why you better. want Ted Bundy. Yeah, like, it's it's one of those things where I, I do, I, I think that, like, most people who are like, oh, I'm not scared of ghosts. It's like, that's total bullshit. You're totally scared of ghosts. Like, and I don't care who knows it. It's like, <laughs> and even it, like you were saying before, like, even if you don't believe in ghosts, there is something, there's something to be said for your imagination. Because if you're not afraid of ghosts, you're probably just not a very imaginative person. Because 
I am a very imaginative person and I can come up with no shortage of things in the dark <laughs> that are trying to kill me. I mean, it's one of those things like I completely understand, like particularly and this is kind of the thing that, you know, when we were talking to Kathy Kelly a couple of episodes ago. I'm, I like love that. Kathy, by I the way. Too. I just wanted to say that one more yeah, time. But, <laughs> but like I can totally understand if this is something like that you've kind of done a lot of research into or you're very into and you're just not you're just not scared of them. Like, I, I, yeah. I get that. Yeah. Like, like that's reasonable but even when we were talking with kathy kelly like like she she told us a couple of stories where you know she was uncomfortable yeah and like i would have to argue that if you if you're someone with that much experience <laughs> and you've still been in a position where it's like oh i don't like that like <laughs> like I, I i have a hard time believing that there's really anybody out there who's like legit just not scared at all of stuff like this so I- or at least not like disturbed because it's like you said i don't think kathy is particularly afraid of paranormal entities or ghosts or whatever you want to call them but there's something to be said for a disconcerting feeling there's something to be said for an unsureness there's something to be said for not knowing what's in the dark yeah that is a legitimate fear feeling like it possibly doesn't really like that you're there yeah exactly (laughs) and that i think is the appeal of haunting movies for me and there is kind of a i would be i would be willing to say there is a difference between excuse me a haunting movie and a paranormal movie do you agree i mean i think that there's like a super, I should say supernatural. Okay. All right. No, that, that, I was going to say, I'm like. A paranormal does encompass ghosts. But I'm saying, yeah. like, as far as hauntings versus supernatural, supernatural could be <clears throat> like Cloverfield or, or like vampires. Vampires or, like or werewolves. Yeah. Or, it, it, it can be a lot of different stuff. Supernatural covers a lot. There was a really good movie. I believe I watched it on Shudder. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. I know. It's I like it's not even a plug. It's just no, that it was not. on Shutter and it was a really good movie, but it was I think it was called I think it was called like Monster. Okay. And it was um this woman and her daughter are driving through the rain in a very heavily wooded area and do you know the movie I'm talking about? I don't think I've seen it, no. It's a really good movie. It's a it's kind of a contemporary take on the 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 supernatural creature mm-hmm. in the woods. Okay. Um, and their car breaks down right. and, or they get in an accident, I believe, or, or something happens where their car is broken <laughs> down and there is this thing yeah. outside the car and it's a really good movie, but that is something I would call supernatural because there's no real explanation of what this thing is yeah. or where it came from, but it is clearly a being, it is a beast of some kind yeah. that is there previously and unknown to biological science exactly yes. <laughs> whereas a haunting movie a deals with ghosts and the uh paranormal and it is also usually has elements of like some kind of home invasion yeah type of scenario. No, there's there's usually some kind of feeling of that kind of like very intimate threat yeah it's a very it feels more personal when it's a haunting movie, because yeah. you have a, a, like a, you look at something like The Haunting of Hill House, the series mm-hmm. on Netflix or the original short story. Yeah. It's like this is something that a family is experiencing in a very specific place, in a very intimate way for specific reasons. And uh, 
it's it's like you said, it's very intimate. It's also kind of like a weirdly one of the one of the things I like about haunting movies is is it's that kind of like you know when you're in a slasher movie and you you, you see them pull up to like the abandoned fucking summer camp or like the abandoned <laughs> prison or like whatever the fuck it is you know and you instantly go like well yeah duh idiot something bad is gonna happen here like look at where you are <laughs> but like, hi welcome to reality but like hauntings can be different sometimes they're not sometimes you know you pull up and it's the fucking you know frankenfurter house and it's, it's like well, house, yeah, yeah. No, it's like well duh. <laughs> it's like yeah no shit that place is haunted but at the same Shocking. time like when you look at like the house from Poltergeist or you look at the house from mm-hmm. Insidious or you look at like s- some other things that have been haunted in the history of cinema and you kind of go, one of the things that I think is scary about haunting movies in particular is they can be set anywhere. Like yeah. it, it does not matter. Like there's no, there's no boundary on setting. So it's like, it seems more reasonable for people to walk into a situation where everything seems perfectly normal and then just weird shit starts to happen. Yeah. And then everything falls to fucking pieces. Yes. And then you have Zelda Rubenstein. (laughs) Yeah. I, and that is kind of the beauty of a haunting movie is that you look at like Amityville horror Mm -hmm. and I will say like Amityville horror is probably one of my favorite haunting stories given that it it's probably not real Famous but um you re- i remember i read the book when i was in high school mm-hmm. i checked the book out of the library and brought it home and you shouldn't have i owned a copy did you really <laughs> you could have just asked me for it uh, well at least i didn't pay for it <laughs> That's true. um i read that book and i would read it like at night before bed and always a good idea I, but I, yeah. in my <laughs> mind, it was like, well, this book was written in like the seventies. It was, like, it was very you. cheesy writing, mm-hmm. but it scared the shit out of me. It's a, it's a scary story, and it's, it's. I think that's one of those things that, like, no matter how well you know the formula, and no matter like kind of what you've read or seen before it, like, there's gonna be something in there that just hits you on a personal level and goes, huh. I know. Like, it's one of those things that, like, um, when Paranormal Activity came out, like, of all the stupid, crazy shit that happens in that movie, like, the thing that gets me every fucking time is that first night when you just see the door open and there's nothing there. And there's nothing there. And it's like... Or the night with the footprints. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, it, yeah. It, that movie really successfully creeped me out. Because it was subtle. It, it was it very, felt very subtle. real. Like, yeah. it, it felt very realistic. And like, you know, some of that fell off the rails a little bit as we got into the sequels. Um, I would yeah. argue one and two were still very good. One and two were my um, favorites. Three was okay. Three and then, then you got into like the, the, the weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got into like the demon jumping from body to body. And yeah. It was, I mean, I will say like it, it is very good at, having striking visuals like the scene where the little girl i think it's the second one the little girl is upstairs and you see her hair like start to like go up and then and she's like what is going on and then all of a sudden it just like yanks her up as it's holding by her hair i i was like jesus like striking visuals or the first one even when katie gets dragged out of bed like super it's like very believably creepy because the way it pulls her like it looks like someone is being dragged out of bed and it's like that's the thing that everyone is scared of that you're going to be laying in bed one night and something's just just gonna gonna fucking grab you yeah and it's (laughs) 
<laughs> I know. Like, it, it really like it put it puts your hair on end. Yeah, it's but like, like even for something like like and we've talked about this movie before, but like the, the haunting, the one with Catherine Zeta Jones mm-hmm. and Liam Neeson. It's like there there are there are moments Come play with us. in that movie that like and I mean that as was completely the <laughs> Yes it was. It was I meant to say come come help it's come okay. save us, Eleanor. It's all right. No, but <laughs> like this is like a CGI mess. Like, like, th- yeah. like it is a terrible movie. Like, I love it, but it's a terrible movie. It's a great movie if you're into like camp B movies and Catherine Zeta Jones and thigh high boots. But, I'm um, less into that. I know you're. I know. But, <laughs> but like, there's there's that one sequence when um she's up on the the catwalk and mm. she's like clearly like delusional and like totally out of it. Yeah. And like that is still when I watch that scene, like it is, it is anxiety inducing. It's it is very like, uncomfortable because it's like there's so many levels to a haunting movie. It's a, is it going to grab you? It's is it going to drive you insane? Is it going to make you do something terrible? Like, like it's it's one of those things that like haunting as sort of parallel or metaphor for mental illness, which is a way it's used in fiction a lot. Yeah, um, is an absolutely terrifying take on it. I know. And like, it doesn't kind of matter how goofy the set, the the trappings of the set are. It's still scary. So it's, it's, it's like, I I love slasher movies. I, I, I'm even known to enjoy the occasional sort of Saw-esque movie, (laughs) but like, yeah, I do like, when uh, I want to like scare myself good, it's, it's going to be ghosts. I mean, I like movies like The Collector. Like, I, Mm -hmm. I think that's a good movie as far as like torture porn goes. But when it comes to like things that really, will like like give me the creeps it's usually more along the lines of paranormal activity insidious because it feels so out of control yeah you you feel so so helpless cuz you're like well what the fuck would i do you don't have tools what can you do? to to face this yeah and you, a lot of times you have conflicting ideas about what it even is, and people have are coming to it with different baggage in terms of like of what they believe not, in. Like someone will believe you if you say you're having a problem. Like if you, exactly. if you need help, will the people who can help you believe you? Like it's. Or are there people who yeah. can help you? It, it's 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 this really cool setup where like you're taking this this person or this group of people and you're putting them in a situation where usually. There's help readily available. There's people all around, like, but you've completely isolated them by virtue of what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's this kind of really interesting paradox where it's, it's again, that, you know, getting attacked by a shark in three feet of water thing. That's what I'm <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> but like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so speaking of, yeah. <laughs> speaking of my worst fears, speaking of your nightmares, um, yeah. one of the things that I, you've kind of touched on already mm-hmm. that I, really like about what's happening in horror right now is the idea that like there's always been the idea of like the haunted house Mm -hmm. it's something it goes back for because you have the haunting you have the haunting of hill house you have uh so many iterations of that story (laughs) but now in contemporary horror you have hauntings of people of objects of um and you have different like explanations for the hauntings. Like you have things like the conjuring that goes from magic to uh, like conventional paranormal. Mm -hmm. You have things like it follows that are sex demons. You have, (laughs) (laughs) 
you have Christine. That's a car. <laughs> you have Annabelle. It's a doll. It's a, but I, and I don't want to delve too far into it. Follows yeah, no, because it's, it's honestly, fine. I hate that fucking it's okay. movie. It's all right. Do you like it? I I've never seen it. I read the really. I read the synopsis and went. This sounds fucking dumb, and I'm not watching it. I watched it like, because everyone said it was really great, and I watched it, and I was like, this is basically like. An I, abstinence commercial. I will probably end up watching it at some point. I think you but should, it was, it was but I don't think you'll like, like it. What very little I had heard about it, I was kind of like, yeah, this doesn't sound like something I'm going to enjoy. <laughs> but like, it's like, this kind of sounds like one of those things I'm going to watch, and at the end, I'm going to be like, well, that was fucking dumb and turn it off. It's basically like, like, the ghost is an STD. Like, <laughs> that's, that's essentially what this fucking thing is. And you're like, huh, this yeah. feels like a weird, uh, like, uh, CCD. <laughs> You know, after after school special. Yeah. No, but like you have like stories like Christine. There's a haunted car. Like, and that's you, what you I'm can, saying. You yeah. can haunt any building under the sun. Like session nine takes place in an asylum. Like there's haunted prisons. Mm-hmm. There's haunted whatever. And like, all of those are great. I think the recent trend to kind of make it more personal, like doing things like Insidious did, where it's you know it's not the house that's haunted, it's your son. Yeah. Like having people be kind of the focus of it is kind of interesting. I think it allows them to kind of break those like, you know, 50 plus years of tropes in haunting movies. Well, yeah, because how many times can you do the haunted house? How many times can you not move the bodies? (laughs) How many times can it not be just leave? Like, like, and there's always a good reason for someone not to leave, but it's never really a good reason. I know because as the viewer, you in those traditional haunted house movies, you're like, just go. And that's always been the question, like, why didn't they just leave? And the primary obstacle that is usually like a middle-aged man going, there's nothing wrong. We're not leaving. (laughs) As I sit there going like, there are four of you and one of him. Take the keys and go. Seriously. (laughs) Like, wait till he goes to sleep. And everyone's like, well, we can't leave without him. It's like, why? (laughs) He doesn't know any better. The fuck he doesn't. Who gives a shit? He just watched all the furniture, all the furniture balance on the ceiling. I'm pretty sure he knows better. Like, yeah. just go. Um, and that was something I really liked about the new iteration of the Haunting of Hill House, was that they kind of addressed the house and why it ties everything into the family. Mm-hmm. And it it's like an element of the family is haunted, but it's also that the house is haunted. Yeah. It's like it was something so different from what people are doing with hauntings. I really enjoyed that about it. I am. I had not kind of signed onto the bandwagon initially because I was really leery of it because I've, I've, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but if not, I'll say it again. The the haunting of, of Hill house is my absolute favorite horror story ever. Yeah. You've definitely said like, (laughs) like I, I love Shirley Jackson's original short story so much that I was, I was worried about seeing it done over that long a period of time because mm-hmm. the, the story itself that she wrote has very little to do with the series and I was kind of like, yeah, they're going to drag this out. It's going to be terrible. Is there an audiobook version? Yeah, there's plenty. I want to listen to it. You should. Because uh, I'm, I'm ashamed to say I've never read the original story. Yeah, yeah, she just almost vomited. She was like, <laughs> you've, never, you've never read it. <laughs> I, um, it's fine. Um, no, but like... I was actually really surprised when I watched it, kind of going into it with the knowledge that it had it bore virtually no resemblance to the original. It was like, a total retelling. Yeah, it was. It was essentially like they took the name, like and, and that, that was, was about that it. Was kind of it. Yeah. Um, 
And like after like two episodes, I was like, this might be the scariest thing I've ever watched. It's like, horrifying. Like it's so scary. And it's not even like, it's not even really jump scares. Like they really work on the dread. Like there are jump scares. I'm not saying there aren't. Oh yeah. But like so much of it is just that like, you know it's coming and you just don't know when. And it's like that whole thing. And ugh. there's a part of me that really wants to before Haunting of Bly Manor comes out to like do like a bunch of minisodes where we just do it episode by episode because I love it that much. <laughs> but like, it's like. I would do it. If like, you guys, if you guys yeah. say you want to hear it, we will do an episode dissection of the Haunting of Hill House. Um, but Maybe we'll do it in the minisodes. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's like <laughs> yeah. maybe like a half hour per. But like they really were great at building the dread because you think about like the even the first episode with like the scene in like the hallway with the ghosts and like yeah. uh the scene with the dumb waiter mm-hmm. and the the broke neck woman and like the t- the top hat ghost like they're scary ghosts. They're terrifying. Like the first of all the broke neck lady is the scariest fucking thing like I think I may have ever seen. Yeah. Like it, it it's one of those things that like when we got to like Spoiler alert, we're just going to like turn off the fucking thing now if you haven't watched this because I'm going to talk about it for a second. <laughs> when, when we get to like one of the later episodes, I think it's the ninth episode, and we find out who the broke neck lady is. I know. And like she's just dropping through all the times we've seen her before that. And I'm just like, I remember like I was watching it by myself because Sarah couldn't handle it. And like yeah. I was sitting on the couch like it was like two in the morning and I was just standing there, I swear to God, with my hands over my mouth, just like watching it. <laughs> Just like, oh my fucking god! <laughs> like, just like, like jaw dropping slowly. Like, holy shit! <laughs> like, I have never been done dirty by a show like that ever in my life. Like, it, the sequence ended. I turned off the TV, <laughs> threw the remote, and went and poured myself a drink. It was like, it was like Sam slowly turns never, off the TV like, and eats the remote. She's like, I can't do this. I, like, am done. I just pick up the TV, bring it out to the curb, put it down. <laughs> No, but like, <laughs> it's just, and this is why I want to talk about this in greater depth because, like, I, I just fucking loved this. Show. I know it was, it was really well but done. Like, but like, that's the kind of thing. It's like that emotional punch to the gut is something that I think happens in haunting movies all the time and doesn't always happen in other horror. Agreed. So yeah. like. I am far more likely to get emotionally invested in characters in a haunting story than I am. Because I think it's easier to tie in an intimate story in a haunting. And you can say that that's true of a slasher, but I don't think that that's necessarily true. We always get like five minutes with the main girl while she talks about how nobody's nice to her and how she really wants to fuck the football player, but that would make her a slut. Like it's like we always get like about five minutes of that in a haunting movie. There can be like a, there, there can be entire sections of the movie that are just scenes with dialogue. Like it's, yeah. it's all about the slow burn. Like, because it's, it's like you said, it's building the yeah. terror, not just the scare. Yeah. And that's something that I think this series did really well because you and I have been very vocal about our uh, criticism of some contemporary horror that yeah. uses the jump scare as the exclusive mode much. of horror. And I think this series did a really great job of, like you said, building the the terror, yeah. building and the dread. It did frequently end in a jump scare, but it but should. it wasn't always. Like this is the, there there are, there's um in the second episode uh, where we focus on the the second oldest daughter mm-hmm. and she's <clears throat> down in the the mortuary and she kind of opens the door and her mother's on the table. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't count that as a jump scare. 
No. Like, it wasn't startling. It was just, it was one of those things is like, you knew the second she looked in, she was going to see something bad. Yeah. And you weren't sure what it was going to be. <laughs> I know. But like, then she just like, kind of like, she's just smiling and she just opens up. It was just, it was all creepy imagery. Yeah. It was all that kind of like, it's trying to drive her crazy. Yeah. And it's like, that's awesome. Like, give me a hundred percent more of that. I want yeah. all of that. But that's like, <laughs> the thing. A jump scare really pays off when you've been building the dread. And when you've been fucking with the characters for a long time, which is yeah. one of the reasons why one of the things on our outline right now is do haunting stories work best as movies or TV shows? Like, mm. is that long format necessary? Does it enhance it? Does it make it better or worse? I don't know if it makes it better, but I do think it serves the story. I think I think having a long format gives you a lot more opportunity to build dread and to plant those Easter eggs like they had in Haunting of Hill House and to really be able to dive deep into a moment and create those those tense moments. I don't know that it's necessary, but I don't I think it definitely serves the the genre. I mean, I'm not I think that it works best as a TV show. I'll, really? I'll be honest. I think I have been officially converted to this. Like, like <laughs> it's, it's one of those things like I've seen both now. And while I like haunting movies and I think that they're good and I will go see every single one. Yeah. Um, I think what it comes down to is like, you know, when we've talked about our own experiences in dad's house and things like that, like one of the things that still gets me now like when i think about it like one of those things that will immediately give me like an anxiety attack <laughs> is the thought of like being in my bed and sitting there watching like the rest of my room for like minutes at a time like a yeah. half hour and like you can't do that in a in a movie with an hour and a half runtime like and not that you can have a character staring at something for a half hour in a TV show that will also get boring, but you can do that for like a good solid like two, three minutes with some creepy sound effects and shit. And it's not going to kill the pace of the episode. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like those moments where the character is just sitting there waiting for it and the audience is just sitting there waiting for it work a lot better in something where you have a lot of time to tell the story. The only thing I will say is that then I'm going to point you towards that scene in The Conjuring. Do you know the one yeah, I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. And that was very well done. That was like impeccable. Talk about yeah. James Wan at like the top of his game. <laughs> like that was one of the things I loved so much about that movie was that scene with the little girl where she's in bed yeah. and she keeps like being tugged mm -hmm. and then she wakes up and she feels like something's watching her yeah. and she's like looking under the bed and there's nothing there. Mm -hmm. And then she realizes she sees something in the corner that we, the, the audience Don't can't see. see. Yeah. And that little girl's acting. Oh no, she did was, an amazing job. Uh, I, I, I was, I was sitting there like, wow, I wasted a lot of money on college. And, <laughs> and, and I'm like, I'm watching this and I'm like, wow, like what a well done scene. I think, I think they have the ability to do that in movies. I think there are some directors who just don't understand the sensibility. They're like, they think it's a waste of time to spend that much time, time on, inactive. On that's essentially not where essentially nothing is happening. Yeah, yeah. But that is in my mind one of the most memorable scenes from that entire movie. No, I think that's a, I think that's a fair point. I think it's just I think that there are so many more opportunities and again that long format yeah. to take that risk and see if it pays off. I I will agree and with you on I, that. I, I think, I think you're that right. like J James Wan is James Wan. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> like at, at, the, at the end of the day, like I trust James Wan to understand why something is scary. Yeah. Like there are some other directors where I'm like, okay, so she's going to look at this door for two seconds and then something's going to pop out. Yep. There it is. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, like, <laughs> oh, we're back to it. No, we're not going back. Don't worry. We're not going back. This is a self-imposed exile from Daria. I know. Literally no one has said a word about us. We can't talk about it. But I was like, I said at one point, I was like, Sam, we can't talk about it anymore. I was like, I just can't do it. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here going like, what are you talking about? We're going to end every show with a five minute riff on who should play Pennywise. I know. <laughs> I've got a Nathan Lane impression ready. Like, what are you just like, I'm just I'm I'm gonna, 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 I was gonna do BB Newworth. What is it? Like, <laughs> Bernadette Peters. No. Bernadette Peters. Um, uh, I don't do a very no, good Bernadette Peters, but that's okay. Um, yeah, but I do. I think you're absolutely right. I do think that the TV series format lends itself to the genre. Yes. I don't think it's impossible to be done as a movie, but you have to be a James Wan. You I think have he, to get it. I think what it is, is it's not even that you have to be a James Wan. It's just that you have to commit to atmosphere over jump scares. Yeah. Because one of the things I love about Paranormal Activity and one of the reasons I like, I think it's one of the better haunting movies I've ever seen, is that... And there were so many people who came out of the theater when it first came out going, what are you talking about? Nothing happened. Like, nothing happened. It's like, that's the point, asshole. Like, that's the whole point. It's like... It's like you're just staring at them sleep for like two hours. It's like, yeah, but like while you're staring at them sleep, you hear creepy footsteps coming up the stairs and you can't see anything. And like then the door opens and there's nothing there. And like it's it's subtle. Like yeah. it, it doesn't have to be the scary demon face at the end, which I honestly didn't think they needed. But like, <laughs> it's like, like, like it, it's one of the, like that is the only criticism I have of that movie is you didn't have to have her face change. I agree 100 really percent. And honestly, like the first time I saw it, I didn't even really catch that it had. Like, just because I know. of the way the film looked. I know, because like, it was so grainy. Yeah, it was kind of like, I don't know, she's making, like, she she has some gas. I don't know. What she, <laughs> <laughs> like, she, had a, she ate a bad burrito and then murdered Mika. I like, know. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that's, uh, like, again, I think it kind of goes back to those people who are just very unimaginative. They yeah. don't have, I don't want to say they don't have, because I, I think that's rude of me to say, but, like, they are not willing to put in the work of like having the image in their head, they literally yeah. have to be like spoon fed the scary imagery. And it's like someone like you or I doesn't need the imagery because no. I have no shortage of imagery <laughs> in my head that scares the shit out of me. So, And if I run into a situation where I don't have something ready made, give me three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, don't worry, I've got this covered. Custom nightmares by Sam. <laughs> we could start a business. We could start a business, <laughs> custom nightmares. Um, yeah, and and that's really what I think it comes down to is that there are just some people who either by choice or ability do not want to put in the work of creating the imagery that would be the payoff in your in your mind. I mean, I think some of, it of these just, stories. There are people who are more visual. There are certain people who, again, like, like I've I've known people who like don't read fantasy, don't read science fiction because they're like, no, I like stuff that feels real. It's like I don't understand you. Like, <laughs> like, like I, I don't care. It's it's like if I want to see real shit, I can read. I can read the news. I know, like, I can, and, like, and that's probably scarier than anything you yeah, can write. It's like honestly, <laughs> it's like why did you cancel your subscription to Shutter? I got CNN. Like, it's like, like I didn't need it anymore. No, but like it was. It's, I was wasting it's my really money. Easy. But, but um, Shutter is not a waste. Of no, money. it at all. 
You would really think we were getting paid by them. I you swear really to God. Really- <laughs> we should be. We should. We, I'm going to. I'm just going to send them three send random episodes with them. every faith that we endorse Shutter in it. Um, I think. I think. Like that, I didn't even check these, but at some point we say you're great. Here we go. I know. <laughs> Trust me. Um, I think that when it comes and to only five dollars a month, it is such a bargain. <laughs> <laughs> Ding. <laughs> Um, I think when it comes to horror, and it's good that we're talking about this because one of the things we did kind of include here is the subtle versus in your face horror. And there are effective elements of both in this genre because it's like you wrote here, it's paranormal activity versus insidious. Yeah, insidious is very in your face. And that's fine. And we've already talked about how much we love that. But again, it can't... (laughs) I think the beauty of insidious is that it combines both of them in the best possible way because you have a compelling story with really tense moments that are built up to and have the payoff of this horrifying imagery. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, Or it uses the imagery to play on situations that we as people already find scary. Like when she hears the baby crying and walks into the room and there's the guy standing behind the bassinet. It's like, that is something anyone can relate to because everyone at some point has Has, walked into a room and thought they saw something out of the corner of their eye. That was also when you add a baby into the mix, everybody has that initial protective instinct of like, yeah, like, holy fuck, not near the baby. Like, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. And, that is, again, uh, you know, I know we talk a lot about James Wan on this podcast, but like that is one we're of the reasons. We're also not sponsored by James Wan. <laughs> <laughs> but we're looking for a representation, James. Um, that is one of the most effective things about his movies is that he knows how to take something you're already afraid of and push it to another level. Because you have that moment like the bassinet with the guy behind it, or you have the moment where she hears the voice Mm -hmm. on the baby monitor. It's like, these are things that all of us have kind of thought about at some point. It's like, well, what if I was watching our niece and nephew and they were both upstairs playing and I heard an adult voice up there with them. You know what I mean? There's like, what would I do? I would have a heart attack and die. I just gave myself chills. You also like, just Whoop. you also just gave Jessica nightmares for the I rest know. of her life. Like if she's listening, she's just like, "You guys have to play down here. Why? I need to be able to see you at all." <laughs> she keeps them on a leash. Um, but but that's kind of like I said. The beauty of it is that it plays with the fears you already have, and I think that is when those visual jump scares work the best. Yeah. Is when they kind of embody something you're already afraid of yeah and poltergeist does this really well too like like that fucking scene with the fucking clown doll like is again one of those things where it's like every every kid kind of has that like one thing in their room that when it's dark it's kind of like i don't want to be looking at that shit yeah like and that i clown, have that as an adult that clown doll is objectively creepy <laughs> but like david has um <laughs> we went to a like a, a comic-con and there was someone who did these like paintings of like classic creatures like mm-hmm. Wolfman, Dracula, and um, then they're carved on wood. Okay. So it's like it's like a it's like a cutout of this the the but it's like two feet tall. It's mm-hmm. huge, and he got one of the Wolfman, 
and put it right above the TV across from our bed. <laughs> so like it took me months to be able to like lay in bed and not feel like something was oh, like no. staring at me <laughs> because I was like, oh God, this is fucking creepy. Um, when Sarah and I lived in in our apartment, our last apartment, I had an opportunity to purchase a life-size replica of Billy the Puppet from Saw. Did you really? Um, I did. <laughs> and you almost did. And I almost did. Like, I, it was one of those things where it's like... And she was like, nope, shut it down. She, like, <laughs> she made absolutely no qualms at all about looking at me and saying, I will leave you. <laughs> like, 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 of all the things I would stand by, like, if that comes into my... Like, like I will leave. Were you married at that point? No, we weren't married yet. Mm. I think we were engaged. I think it was right before we got married, actually. <laughs> She was like, if you buy that, I it's cannot over. live here. <laughs> like, like, it's it's like, him or me. It's like, well, fuck. No, like, <laughs> and then for five minutes, I said, hmm. No, it wasn't. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. If it had no. been David, it would have been six minutes. But I have to admit, when we bought the house, I was kind of like, you don't go in the garage that much. I'm just saying. Like, if I wanted to keep it out there. Well, that's where you it. keep the bodies. That is where we keep <laughs> Um, my wife and I go kind of all out for Halloween every year. <laughs> I like that you uh, you were ready to just continue yeah, to no, agree with it until like, you were like, oh, wait, oh, wait I have I to should explain, I should explain that these are not real bodies. No. Um, and one of the things we had done um, in years past was we had sort of sewed a bunch of clothes together and kind of stuffed them with newspapers to make them look like corpses. And they are all stacked in a very neat pile in my garage. Right now. I would love to be the police officer <laughs> that gets the call about investigating. If my next door neighbor ever looks, cause there are windows on the side of my garage I know. is a detached garage. I've seen them. And like, there's a part of me that's like, if my next door neighbor ever looked through that window, I would have every cop in town at my house. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> your neighbors there's, think there's replica Dexter. weapons. Like, like there's, there's, there's all kinds of crazy shit in that garage. Like, I would be so fucked. And she's just like, a Halloween fanatic. And that's the thing. is like, I just like spooky shit. I'm not dangerous. I think that's the danger of, like, when I one day own a house is that I will decorate for Halloween mm-hmm. as hard as I will decorate for Christmas. I frequently go so, further. <laughs> well, that's because you're more of a Halloween person. I and I love both almost equally. Almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I will say I'm still sore that I had to take the jingle bells off of our theme. <laughs> but I'm working through it. My therapist says I keep we're telling him make he it. can find other things for other holidays and he hasn't. But what am I going to add? I don't know. Like you can add like weird romantic music under it for Valentine's Day. If you <laughs> we turned into a string quartet for yeah. Valentine's Day. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think one day I would love to be able to decorate for Halloween, but it scares me the things that I will end up having in my home because of it. It doesn't scare me. I am very proud of my collection. Are you? I am. But one day Bob will <laughs> will call the police on you. One day. Um, <laughs> when, when you watch a haunting movie. Mm-hmm. You and I both have some experience in this realm in the real world. <laughs> yes. There are a lot of claims made about this movie is based on a true story. Yeah. Do you ever get kind of annoyed by that? I don't know if I get annoyed by it. I think I get kind of anxious is probably the wrong word. I think I get sort of weirdly defensive. Like, like it's like I see it and I kind of go, yeah, it's based on a true story. Yes, totally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That totally happened. Oh, and yeah, like, sure. like, 
then I sit there and think about it, it's like I'm a fucking hypocrite I'm sitting here going like there's no way that fucking happened and I'm sitting here going like oh right all the stories yeah okay but like it depends on kind of how they take it because I've seen these are based on true events and then like they stick pretty close to like the original account and like it feels very real and it, it goes very it just goes fine and then like you have like haunting in Connecticut where he's like <laughs> gargling ectoplasm out of his mouth by the end of it and it's like I don't I don't think that ha- I don't think that happened <laughs> like he's got like fucking celluloid like like blooming out of it I know <laughs> it's like all kinds of weird shit. and you're like all right calm down queen yeah it's like okay mm-hmm, yeah that happened <laughs> like it's one of those things where it's like the conjuring all okay as a caveat. Ed and Lorraine Warren were frauds. Like there, yeah. there, there's no question about it really anymore. L- like, like just mountains of evidence that none of this shit was real. And I'm th- like, I will say, <laughs> at least they, their accounting of it. they they were frauds, but I don't think that they were intentionally fraudulent. I think that they were just misguided people. I don't Do know. I disagree? think they kind of liked the money. I mean, I'm um, sure the money was great. They were kind of into the money. There's a part of me that, um, that does wonder, though, if at least Lorraine Warren I, I did there, believe there, there that she... I think there could have been some delusion on their part. I think that's possible. But, like, it's it's one of those things that, like, when I watch the Amityville Horror now, like, when, when we watch the Conjuring movies, like, it's... I like this version of Ed and Lorraine Warren. <laughs> like, yeah. But it's it's one of those things where, like, the knowledge that so many of their cases were proven later to be to be total hoaxes and like some of them were some of them weren't but like Mm -hmm. it just kind of every time i see that based on a true story thing it's like okay so we have about 30 days until somebody proves that this was not real at all (laughs) exactly so it's kind of like or at least wildly (laughs) exaggerated and (laughs) then you end up with movies like the conjuring 2 where it's like you have the enfield haunting which was the most well-documented haunting yeah. in in history mm-hmm. and is a very scary haunting it's and, incredibly scary and <laughs> and has a lot of very like you have police officers saying that they saw shit yeah. happen in that house yeah. and there are recordings of this little girl speaking like an old man mm-hmm. and like uh, there's all kinds of crazy shit but then it's a Hollywood movie and you end up with the nun and, yeah. and that bullshit. Who gets so, her own spinoff. Which was <laughs> awful. But she gets her own Saturday morning cartoon now. I know. <laughs> Valak. Um, <laughs> she's Valak. That's her that's her that's her theme. Okay. Creeping people out. She's a nun in the dark. And, <laughs> and you're like you're like, who wrote this theme? This is terrible. I don't know um, if whoever did sister act. <laughs> <laughs> she's like Mary Lazarus. She's like, hell. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for the Minnesota movies that made us gay. That's Sister Act. That's oh, I know. <laughs> well, one of these days you're getting it, kids. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, it, kind of going back to the Enfield, I keep wanting to say the Enfield murders, the Enfield haunting. <laughs> uh, I get why they had to end the movie that way because it's a Hollywood movie and you yeah. need a big ending. But then it inspires people like me who are interested in the legitimacy of it to go and look into the actual haunting. And it is a very compelling haunting. Yeah. And I want to be very clear that like, I'm not saying that the people who went to Ed and Lorraine Warren for help were frauds. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, But the Warrens almost certainly were. Um, (laughs) Well, that's like, 
with the Amityville thing, it's like everyone, every psychic that walked into that house was like, there's nothing here. Yeah, there's nothing and then, uh, and then Ed and Lorraine were like, it's awful. It's evil. And it's always a demon. Like it's never like, <laughs> it was just Lorraine Warren and like, Sam Har- there, there and is- Sam Loomis <laughs> being like, it's evil. <laughs> The devil has come to your little town. <laughs> the devil has come to your sleepy little <laughs> breakfast nook. Like, I feel a very strong, dark presence here. You're standing in a closet without a light on, Lorraine. <laughs> it's not like... Lorraine, you're you are in, in the, the closet. closet. Open the door and come out. No, but Sounds like we're encouraging her to come out. Um, you were saying that it was always a demon. Yeah, no, it's 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 always a demon. It's it's always like it's, I know it's, it's never just like little Jimmy who died here in 1914. It's always like fucking Pazuzu. <laughs> It's like, like, my God, can you imagine if the Warrens had come to Dad's house? It would have been like fucking Satan himself. Oh my God, they would have been like, the Chupacabra (laughs) is here. And you're like, what are you? Please leave. How did you get in here? It's like, how did you get in the house? (laughs) Do you have a key? (laughs) And we'll find out the hundred years later that Jessica let them in. We just didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like you said, it's very... This is the thing I don't like about, and please forgive me because I know somebody's going to hear this and be like, but, but, but. This is sometimes the issue I have when people come to a haunting situation through the Christian lens. It's like the only explanation for things is usually demonic, like demons or angels. And if they're not an actual uh, medium or psychic, and believe in that if you do, don't if you don't. Uh, the, those are typically the only explanation they have for things. It's like it's either a demon or the devil or an angel or God. And it's like there's no, <laughs> no in between. There's no in between. There's no explanation of, of <laughs> what it could possibly be otherwise. And that was how I felt about Ed and Lorraine. It was like everything was like good versus evil. We're saving the world. And even when you look at like The Conjuring, like it's one of those things where, yeah, no, it's it's not a demon, but it's a, it's a demon worshiper. She was a witch. She, you know, had a yeah. kid with Satan. And it's like, first of all, like, <laughs> <laughs> like fuck all the way up. We don't like, always <laughs> worship the devil. Like, we very rarely do. <laughs> like, you know, I don't want Satan involved in what's going on between my legs any more than I want my government. So fuck the fuck off. Exactly. But like, it's not like. So fuck off, Satan. Yeah, seriously. Not today, Satan. <coughs> um, but like, it just, it, it always feels like there's this lionization of this like fearless ghost hunter and these poor pathetic saps that happen to buy the wrong house. I and know. it's like, and it's like, okay, but like, come on now. And, like, and, <laughs> As people who believe we experienced a haunting, it's like we had a really crazy experience that I don't like. I don't think there was a demon in our no, house. I don't think it was but a demon. There was a very weird atmosphere. There was a very uncomfortable energy. And it occasionally felt malicious. There, It, it felt aggressive. It yeah. felt malicious. It felt. Yeah. Yeah. But it. I wouldn't have called it a demon. Like I never, I never smelled br- like yeah, no, sulfur I was never, and like, brimstone. Walking into my room, going like, "Who the fuck farted?" Oh, okay. <laughs> oh it was me. No, no. <laughs> and we're back to and we're back to fart jokes. Full circle. <laughs> it yeah. always comes back. Um, yeah, and I mean, like, granted, like Griffin, our golden retriever, like it, oh, it could Griffin. get it could get extreme. 
He did have some but it wasn't, wild um, gas. I wouldn't say it was, you know, hellfire level gas. <laughs> like, it was okay. Until the end. <laughs> Towards the end, it was hellfire gas. Yeah, there were a couple times when he was like, when he was, he you, could you know clear when like dogs become like old man dogs and all of a sudden they have old man farts. And, it's and like all of a sudden like, they're blaming farts on yeah. elephants. <laughs> And, and all of like, a sudden it's like, God, I hope that was the dog because if it's not, somebody died. Like, it's not like, like, somebody check on dad. <laughs> no, but like, you know, there were a couple times by the, by the end where it's like, that that burns. Like, like that's like, there's a physical sensation. <laughs> Your eyes start yeah, tearing. Like, it's like, it's, it's not good. But yeah, no, like it's, I, I never like. He had haunting farts. I think it's one of those things. It's like we grew up Catholic. Like I had rosary beads in my room. Like I had a small Bible in my room. Did you? Like, I, yes. Oh, I never did. Like I had all that crap. And like it's one of those things. Is like I feel like if it was demonic, it probably shouldn't have been hanging out next to my bed with all that crap right there. <laughs> like, like, <it's> like <laughs> yeah, probably not. You know, it's it, it's one of those things that like when it, what it, what it comes down to is, and I'm not knocking people who who have dealt with hauntings by by turning to their religion of choice. I think what it boils down to is that if you believe it's going to work. That, then that's that, on, that's that's, that's your <laughs> thing like whatever that thing happens to be i think if you believe that it, i i don't think that like you know i don't think that like you know s- putting holy water in a spray bottle and windexing your windows with it is really like, <laughs> than me smudging i'm sorry not smudging using sage <clears throat> <laughs> i apologize that was slip but um <laughs> no but like I agree with you because I think that sometimes uh, every religion has their their traditions. Every religion has their mythology and every religion has their uh, rituals. Sometimes I, I think what draws me to to witchcraft is that the way you you deal with things often has a very unique ritual or a very re- unique, um, set of tools, whereas it's also generally something you can do yourself and don't have to like call someone else. And yeah, you don't need a time. priest. It's yeah. like you have your own power, and <clears throat> that is, is something that I think is valuable in a haunting situation, which is attractive if for no other reason than it gives you a sense of control in a place where you have not had that. Exactly. But <clears throat> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so what I see, this is based on real events. It's it's kind of like. I always have that moment where it's it's kind of like, okay, so how far off the rails is this really going to go? Because like for some reason, I feel like when it's like this is based on true events, they end up being weirder. Yeah, like- <laughs> I, I will agree with that. I Sometimes it frustrates me when I see the this is based on true events because A, we've seen it before so many times. So if it's not actually based mm-hmm. on true events, it's frustrating because it's like this gimmick has been done. We've done this yeah. with Paranormal Activity. We've done mm-hmm. it with Blair Witch. We've done we've done that gimmick before, and so it's not as effective anymore. And it's not. I think it's it's almost like less offensive to me when I know that they're lying up front. I guess, <laughs> but then it, when it is based on a true story, sometimes I feel like, oh, I actually appreciate that there's some way I can be connected to this afterward because like I can do research. Or yeah. I can, yeah. I can go home and say, Oh, okay, well I know this isn't going to be the Hollywood version of this story. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I would already know it. Yeah. Um, but I can look into it and see like what it was that inspired this telling of mm-hmm. the story. And that for me is fun. And often 
more scary than the movie. But um, that is something that I do actually appreciate when it comes to the idea of things being based on a true story. Because it, I love movies and I love getting to interact with them. Mm-hmm. And so having some way I can continue to be involved in the story is comforting to me. No, I, I I always like, if nothing else, kind of going back and finding out, but just because especially like there are some times where like it's like this is based on a true story and like something absolutely terrible happens to a character, like something absolutely terrible. And then I look and it's like, OK, that didn't happen to the real person. I'm, I feel better. Now. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> there was one haunting story. And I can't remember what it was, but there was a movie based on it and it was like said to be a true story and I was like yeah okay whatever and then I looked into it and I was like oh this is actually pretty strangely accurate and it was like it was some family it might have been the Enfield murders or it it might have been another one of the um the conjuring I mean the, or the, one the, of the, the original um, conjuring the Warren stories was was based on a true story was um, it? Yeah, the original Conjuring is based on a true story. It's not. Um, it's not quite like. Do you remember? Like, like it the takes story? a sharp turn. Um, as I recall, the mother never tried to kill anybody. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> I I figured, but it might actually be that one that I was yeah. like, I looked into it and I was like, oh, this is actually. No, but I think um, the oldest daughter had wrote written a book. Um, I think maybe one of the other girls did too about kind of what it was like but my understanding is eventually they just moved out of the house and it stopped but like <laughs> i think that's the one i'm thinking of and i i wish i had done a little more research and looked into this story before we started because i remember reading about it and being like oh this was actually pretty disturbing like they had a lot of like really weird things yeah. happen in that house that uh that i was like oh that's like i can almost identify with that because mm-hmm. we have had so many crazy experiences in our home yeah and i I, I want to make it very clear. It's like I view haunting stories as kind of like a I'm I'm going to take your word for it because this is one of those instances where like I can't prove you wrong or there's right. There's nothing I can do to prove you wrong or right. So there's really no reason for me to disbelieve you. And again, sort of having lived through that whole like shit, no one's going to believe me thing. Like yeah. this is a this is a sensitive spot for me. <laughs> so like, <laughs> if you say that you were haunted, I'm I'm going to believe you. That Agreed. Being, that being said, it's like there is I think particularly with sort of the Hollywood versions of these things, you know, a healthy amount of skepticism is a good idea. You know? <laughs> yeah, a very healthy dose of skepticism. A liberal dose of skepticism <laughs> is, is necessary sometimes. So before we go, mm-hmm. uh, you came up with a, a fun game that I think we can, we can close this out on. Oh um, and I'm actually really excited to play it because... <laughs> Because I, I don't know if it's a game. It's more of like a like a hypothetical. Yeah, like a yeah. would you rather. Yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, you have a hypothetical question here. Mm-hmm. If there was a single protagonist from a haunting movie that you would have wanted to show up at Dad's house to deal with the ghost, who would it have been, and who would you absolutely not want to be there? Do you want to go first, or do you want me to no, go, you first? Can go first? You want me to go first? Yeah, because I wrote the question, so I already had like answers thought of. So okay, so. He's about to say the same ones now. It's fine. The person I would want to be there? Yeah. Zelda Rubenstein. Okay. Because A. That soothing voice. The entertainment of the voice. 
her voice would just be like, I'd be like, oh my God, Zelda Rubenstein sounds like Zelda Rubenstein. Um, every time I think of her, I think of that show. Do you remember on 13 Days of Halloween? Yes, the, when we were when we were kids, there was the 13 Days of Halloween mm-hmm. on AB, I, ABC Family. It was ABC Family at the time. Um, and... They'd do like world's most haunted places, or like what they would do yeah. the world's most haunted places. But then there was the there was the series where like they would take a group of people and put them in a supposedly haunted place, and they would have to do like a ghost show. We investigation. We were like trying to figure out how to get on it. Yeah, and because <laughs> we were idiots. <laughs> But it was it was narrated and hosted by Zelda Rubenstein, yeah, so it'd it be like this house was built in 1902, <laughs> and you're like you're like why does she sound like Stanley like, Hudson from The Office? They would like cut in every, every every like three minutes with like, and it would just be like white text on a black background, just like David has gone into the bathroom to investigate the noises, <laughs> and it's like. I know. And, it, and it was Jake taking a shit. I know. Like, Jake, Jake was pooping. Yeah. That was all that That's was happening. Right. So I would want <laughs> Zelda Rubenstein. But the thing is, do you want Zelda Rubenstein to do anything or do you just want her to narrate what's happening? Oh, I want her to clear that fucking house. <laughs> and I want her to say it's clear when she's done. Clearly. <laughs> this house is clear. Um, clean. It's what? Clean. Oh, is it clean? Yes. This house oh, I thought clean. it was clear. Well, she can clean it out and say it's clean when she's done. She can do the bathroom. Dad would be thrilled because that was all no, he ever wanted like, to do. No, because Dad would be like, half ass job on the bathroom. <laughs> she didn't get into the ground. You think it was just... <laughs> she didn't even regrout the the shower. <laughs> she did a half ass job. Go clean the kitchen again. <laughs> Why didn't you put new cabinets in here? I put this tumbleweed of dust in this corner to check and see. <laughs> and it's still there. So what is that? <laughs> Our father did not abuse us. He just had <laughs> He just loved to hide tumbleweeds of dust. <laughs> just had a really fun time hiding he had a collection. dog hair <laughs> The person I would absolutely not want, mm-hmm. at the protagonist from a movie that I would not yeah. want, okay. is the mom from The Conjuring. That's fair. Honestly, her in any haunting movie, because she's also Eleanor in The Haunting. Yeah, don't want her. Don't need her. Don't have to <laughs> She's going to end up identifying with the ghost. She's going to have a tea party with it. And then she's going to go nuts and, and try and kill me with scissors. And, and she's going to be annoying about it the whole time. Yeah, and so just, I'm just full of love. I just really love my family. Can you <laughs> hand me that butcher knife, please? <laughs> don't run. Eleanor, you have a piper. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't run from mommy. Mommy loves you. Just <laughs> Just give me your neck. Just, just give me, just, just hold out your wrist. <laughs> so I feel so bad because she always does such a good job. I, love her. I don't like her. <laughs> it's like, I'm fine. I don't really care for her. It's okay. Um, who would your protagonist that you want to be there be? I I think I'm actually going to go with Lin Shay. I knew you were going to say that. I, was just I want, I want Elise. <laughs> I knew you'd want Elise. I want Elise Rainier. Right now. It. No, just because like I feel like she would get the most done. She would A get the most done. And B might be the only one I can think of who could handle dad. Mm. Like <laughs> like of all of the ones that, that have that have happened, like I feel like if the Warrens walked in, like dad would be like, get your fucking ass out of her. <laughs> but like if And I feel if like if Eleanor walked in, dad would marry her. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't marry. <laughs> no, but he would definitely be like I don't know. She seems a little nuts. I'm not sure how I feel. About it. 
like what, can't we just call a priest no but like i feel like lynn shay would walk in with like her weird like world war one gas mask thing and have specs and tucker in tow and dad would be like oh okay there's two men here we're fine no, it's like, <laughs> that gentleman with the beard seems to really know what he's doing he knows what he's doing yeah no <clears throat> um who would you not want to be there ed and lorraine warren yeah that's understandable be- because this is it's the thing. Demons. even if it was nothing it would they would be like satan himself is in, <laughs> is in the u bend of your toilet and he's pissed off so we've called the pope and we have this giant crucifix with a nail from the actual crucifixion you don't have a nail from the actual yeah no I this do. is actually but no that's not real i do I no do. no it's my and this is the shroud of turin that that is a, that is a batman bedsheet it is not like, i can see fucking I, I can see Batman's face. You've, you've just bleached it. It's, it's right there. It's like, no, that's just, Jesus. No, that's Batman. That's not like... And he's like, I am a Hufflepuff. And he just puts it over the over the toilet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would not want Ed and Lorraine. No. I, d- I clearly do not need them in the house. No, I don't need that. They, they just walk in. They're like, it's coming. <laughs> they, just put, they just put like fucking lays of garlic around everybody. It's, like, it's like, that's for vampires, you fuckhead. Like, that's like, I don't have fucking like, let's... <laughs> He just starts firing off silver bullets. You're like, Ed, get out. (laughs) You're not Charlton Heston. Please leave. It's like, for fuck's sake, I don't have Leslie Nielsen outside. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Well, kids, I hope you like this discussion about haunting movies. Uh, If you have a favorite haunting movie that we didn't discuss, please let us know. We'd love to talk about it in the future. Um, and also, for, for real, if you want us to do an episode-by-episode episode breakdown of haunting, please say something. <laughs> You've been thinking about nothing I'm going else to, since I'm going to do it. it no matter what you say, but like, give me some numbers to show him. That would be helpful. I know, yeah, because Sam checks the statistics on this podcast I really, every day. No, I don't. Every single day At, she like, sends me screenshots. I do not. Every day. No, that is a lie. <laughs> She'll be like, three people watched it in the last I, hour. I did I'm not like, okay. do that at all. Uh <laughs> So, kids, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please uh, feel free to let us know which of your haunting movies you'd like to hear more about. And if you want to hear us do an episodic breakdown of The Haunting of Hill House so that Sam doesn't have a coronary, please let us know. I'm not going to have a coronary. It's just these are the options. Either I can talk about it with you when we're recording or I'm going to talk it at you when we're not. It's (laughs) it's one of the two. Might as well turn the mics on. Yeah, exactly. All right, kids, that's it for us. So until next time, stay spoopy and remember. This house is clean. My Spooky Gay Family features music by Nate Walker, artwork by David Elon, and this episode contains clips from Poltergeist, distributed by MGM and United Artists Entertainment, 1982. Please subscribe on iTunes, leave us a nice message, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. My Spooky Gay Family is a product of Barbara Duel Productions. Barbara Duel Productions.